Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here of the Raptors Digest reacting to the Toronto Raptors 112-109 win against the Charlotte Hornets Riker. The Torontos have won now their first two preseason games. This will sort of, I guess this will sort of be a reaction to both of those, but it's really nice to just see the Toronto Raptors back, back in action. We are, we're knocking on the door of the regular season starting, and already we've we, we've picked up a gem, Ben, and I just want to jump straight into talking about how Malachi Flynn looks like you could pick him up, put him on any legitimate contending team in the NBA, and put him in a playoff series. He, he could be the starter. He could be a backup. How do the Raptors continue to do this, Ben? Yeah, I, Malachi Flynn, obviously, we saw the draft pick, and we were pretty excited because we saw his highlights, we saw his three-point shooting, we saw the defense, we saw all those sorts of things. But there was some reservations as you see guys like Fred, Lowry, Norm, those types of players at the guard thinking, you know, will Malachi be able to sort of get an opportunity this season or will he be a player two, three, one to two years down the line? But the way he sh showed up in these first couple games, obviously tonight came off the bench and scored 17 points, three assists, two steals, and was just an absolute force out there on the def on defense and offensive end. Hit some really contested shots, really showed out. I think I agree with you. Obviously, it's a small sample size. And the same vein, we saw Terrence Davis last year. Maybe they hit a rookie wall at some point. But Malachi Flynn looks really nice, Riker. Yeah, I'm, there's a difference between having a stretch of games where you're hitting shots and creating shots where regardless if you make them or miss them, you're, you're, you're putting yourself in a position where the team is going to benefit from those shots. And I, I think what we're seeing is that this guy just has a poise that's uncanny from any rookie that we've maybe ever seen, especially at such a, a deep draft pick. And I know he was still in first. He was projected to be higher. And what a blessing that he slipped low for whatever reason. I mean, and this guy was also defensive player of the year in the Mountain West division. So you... I mean, again, you're right. It could be a little bit overinflated. Plus, he's playing against Charlotte Hornets' second unit. <laughs> and I, I read through the box score. Do you even know who any of these guys are? Cody Martin, Jalen McDaniels, Malik Monk, who obviously has really struggled to find his footing in the NBA, Caleb Martin. We can kind of go down the list. So when you put him against, stack him against a better defensive unit, then maybe we'll get a better indication of what he could be in the NBA but Ben I really like what I see from this guy come out with such confidence stroke threes lead the offense make good passes we, we knew this guy was going to be a great pick and roll sort of point guard and have you know, true point guard in all sense of the terms but he's come out and dazzled yeah no a thousand percent Riker and honestly our backcourt looked really strong tonight on top of Malachi Flynn Fred Van Vliet came out and he looks like he added some stuff to his bag over the break just his, his ability seems a little bit more under control. He's driving to the rim. He made a lot of nice finishes inside the lane, and that's a big criticism I know you had of uh, Fred Van Vliet's game, particularly in the bubble. So I think Fred Van Vliet, if he's coming in, sort of learning how to finish like Kyle Lowry does, getting in the paint there. Fred had just a remarkable night, super efficient in limited minutes. 23 points, 4 assists, 3 steals on 9 of 12 shooting. So... Did you see anything different from Fred's game tonight that really just sort of caught your eye? Yeah, Ben. Do you know what it is? It's very obvious. Do you know what it is? What? He was the point guard. He was the yeah. point guard. And we get a flash of what will happen when Kyle Lowry naturally shifts into maybe that bench 
point guard backup point guard position or when his time sort of expires with the Raptors but we've been building up to this for so long really grooming Fred Van Vliet to become that next starting point guard for the Raptors and Ben this is what it would look like a supreme amount of confidence him at the helm taking threes setting up shots he looks good out there he looks really good and finally that backcourt has a, a bit more size when we see Norman Powell out there with him and and to me that is the lineup that makes sense and I'm not knocking playing Fred Van Vliet, Van Vliet and Lowry of course you're going to have to do that and we're going to see it throughout the whole regular season but Van Vliet as the starting point guard getting paid 20 plus million dollars a year it makes sense this is what it looks like and we have a lot to look forward to yeah I really like the point you brought up of Fred playing his natural position because that's a big thing. When you're running two smaller guards or whatever, you're playing that off-guard position, you're going to have to sort of make those drives, make those cuts, play a bit off. He's out of position, especially for his height. So I really like that point of him manning the point guard role, handling his stuff. And tonight showed a lot of it. Obviously had a strong start to last season. He's had ups and downs, but there's just something different about his game tonight. I think you hit on a lot of those points. And another guy in the backcourt that we are sort of hoping you know we're looking to see what's going to happen with him going forward he has a court court case coming up Riker in the next few days next couple weeks Terrence Davis obviously we're hoping that those allegations and stuff aren't true that'll get proven in a court of law and all that sort of stuff so we don't want to dive too deep into that but he definitely looks looks much improved from last season well you can you can see you can hear and you can see how awkward it is for yeah. everyone announcing these games they don't really know what to say about this guy because mm. obviously nobody condones the allegations and 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 especially domestic violence and you know in sport it's a really big thing so i think and we, we broke it down the video with the toronto raptors that as a franchise as a culture as a city it really doesn't mesh well with what the raptors have built up um, as a platform what they expect from their athletes so it's weird that in the midst of all this they're still giving him nick nurse is still giving him so much run and it makes it especially awkward that he's been playing darn well ben he's been playing a really solid brand of basketball you want to support him because last year he played really well and then he hit that wall like you said but also we do kind of want to make you know, hold our sort of true thoughts until we know what happens because obviously if you know it doesn't if, if if things end up being proven through this court case then I think he should probably part ways with the Raptors that's just my opinion not from a talent perspective but just from a you know you, you can't condone those types of antics Ben but you can you can see how awkward it is for everybody that's uh kind of trying to call these games yeah and there's there's a process that the nba has to go through when this stuff happens for these players so hopefully it all sort of worked out and hopefully the allegations aren't true regarding terrence davis because that's i think that's as much as we'll dive into him but certainly look good on the basketball court all things aside and look can, look can, can we stop can we stop for a sec though can i ask you because i know we're going to keep going with raptors players what what is it like listening to maddie devlin's sweet sweet voice again on on television how are you feeling about that Bruh, I'm, I'm liking it. The first game, I, I sort of had a stream on in the background with uh, the American reporters, the Charlotte Hornets, so I ended up catching this one on, on proper cable tonight. So it was it was nice seeing the squad, you know, hearing those voices again. It just feels right, Riker. It feels right. And you know what? We're not bought up by a big network. We're a community <laughs> podcast still, so I can say this. It's dumb that there's TSN and Sportsnet. It's dumb that they split the Raptors games and I want to hear Jack's voice. And this isn't a knock against Leo because Twine and Dine, that's hilarious. Matt and Leo's rapport, it's fantastic. They were hilarious tonight as well. Just 
some weird banter back and forth. But I, I, I want Jack's voice, maybe all three of them together, at night in, night out. That's the one thing that I'd like. I don't like going Sportsnet, TSN. It's strange, but that's it. It's great to have those boys back in our lives, man. Yeah, no, for sure. I, honestly, that would be cool if they had all three of the broadcasters going. Obviously, it's different contracts and different sort of stuff with all that. But, yeah, no, I, I'm excited to be able to hear Jack and stuff on the go. But one player I want to sort of bring up to you, Riker, before we sort of get into the segments and get to some of the other stuff with the jerseys, because I want to get your opinion on those. But we, we, we were pretty... We made a whole video about it, but Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, we felt, was a big loss for this Toronto Raptors team because of his energy he brought, and especially in a short or in a season where you know players are going to be out with illness, with injuries, all that sort of stuff. You want to have that depth. You want to have those energy guys. And we lost Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, but we replaced him with a guy in DeAndre Bembry who seems to be bringing that same defensive effort, that same rebounding hustle. And, you know, we were a little bit skeptical on the jumper when we looked at his stats in prior seasons but he hit this step back contested three today he seemed pretty confident taking them what are your thoughts on deandre brembry tonight because he looked really good when he played with the starters he looked like you you he looked like you clone ronda hollis jefferson put him out there but it's less unnatural it's more natural because Mm -hmm. this guy's actually a forward so he should have better guard skills he should have a better shot mechanic it's obviously not perfect and that's the reason we had some criticisms or some question marks I mean we're obviously rooting for every Raptors player to end up being good but mm-hmm. his hustle he, I, I I don't think that he's missed a step from what Rondé Hollis Jefferson was able to provide and of course there are so many question marks about that four and that five slot and so if the Raptors are going to play small for long stretches this season which they probably will it looks like that from from what we've seen now in these two opening games. Then DeAndre Bembry will be able to come in, play that four role, and be that energy guy that brings spirit to the game. And I think he's going to fit in pretty well. Yeah, and the big thing I really like about sort of his play style on that energy is he is that threat from the three-point line. Even, as you mentioned, his jumper is a little bit... It's not exactly where you want it to be, but he's not someone you can just camp out in the paint and not guard. And that was the biggest issue. That's why Rondé was unplayable in the playoffs. That's why he couldn't do those sorts of things. But the skill I was most impressed with, on top of, obviously, the necessity of having a three-point shot, is his cutting. He was just... His feel for the game, Riker, he was coming in there, attacking. Whenever a defender turned his back, he was running straight to the rim. Guys like Fred, guys like Flynn were able to throw those passes to him. We know Kyle Lowry loves to hit those cutters. So I'm excited to really... I don't know if he's a perfect fit off the bench, running with a a bench. But I guess if Malachi is sort of... If we have those sort of guards coming off the bench, which are good passers, they'll be fine. But I think him as a role, role player in the mix of a lot of scores and with Siakam, Lowry, Fred, he could be a perfect fit, Riker. Are you writing him into the lineup already, Ben? We know how much much competition there is. Paul Watson, O'Shea Brissett, uh, Patrick McCaw, Stanley Johnson. Are, are you saying that he's already done enough in two games to sort of be ahead of all those other guys that are competing for the same minutes? Well, so I wouldn't put him in the competition of the guards, you know, the Matt Thomases, the Norman Powells and stuff. Even the McCaws are sort of in that area because I think he can play a little bit bigger than those guys, the, a really small ball four or, a, or at the three position. And I definitely put him over Stanley Johnson. Obviously, he's not touching OG, but 
I could see him being that sort of backup three, especially an energy guy for long stretches of the season. Now, he'll he'll probably have to earn those opportunities, earn those minutes, right? Obviously, Nick Nurse doesn't like just giving those opportunities away, and we haven't seen McCaw yet. I, I'm assuming he's injured or just getting back into the flow of things. Obviously, he came to training camp uh, late, so he'll probably... McCaw was our eighth man for most of the season last year when he was healthy, so he'll probably have to overtake McCaw, but... I could really see him cracking this rotation record. If I had to make a prediction, I think by the end of the season, we'll see a lot of DeAndre Bembry, especially if that three-point shot holds up in, in some important moments. Yep. And I could see myself being completely wrong in saying this, but I could see Alex Len getting played out of the rotation, and mm -hmm. we almost play small off the bench and have DeAndre Bembry be the guy at the four and maybe Boucher at the five. But having them in tandem is a pretty weak front court, so I'm not sure exactly how it's going to play out. But anyways, Ben, you got all of the segments downloaded. I know we're trying to figure out the tech before the regular season starts. Are we ready to hit the ground running? You know what they say, we just got to go for it. And tonight, the spicy pea lay of the day, Riker. It looks like it's loading. It's not too loud, but tonight... For the spicy P-Lay of the day, I think it's going to go to, uh, for me, Riker, Fred Van Vliet sort of coming into this game and just setting his tone, hitting a bunch of threes right in a row. And I think the shot that really set it off and earns him this play was he came down the lane, or he came down on a fast break. He got a steal. It was a three-on-one fast break, and he decided to pull up from about two feet beyond the three-point line and just splash it down, really put the Raptors on a momentum boost. But uh, Fred, just his all-around game gets almost a, a bunch of spicy plays tonight. Yeah, five for seven from three. But Ben, that wasn't the shot. The shot was the half-court, or not the half-court, the half-time buzzer true. beater. And he had to double clutch and still got the shot off. It was a surprise to him even. But when you're that hot, you're going to make whatever. Whatever you toss up there is going to go in. The basket is looking as big as the ocean. And Ben, I hope there's a ton more games like that this season from Fred VanVleet. Yeah, no, that's for sure. And uh, similar to the intro, it likes to, the, the segment clips like to pop back up when we, we keep going. So getting used to the production, but hopefully that all worked out well. But definitely Fred VanVleet, massive performance. I want to give a shout-out to Game 1 as well of these, this sort of preseason. OG Ananobi came down on LaMelo Ball. He was trying, LaMelo was trying to go for those reach-in steals like he liked at Chino Hills. And OG said, nope, put it behind his back came down and yammed it. I know we kind of struggled in the second game, but I really liked what I saw from OG in the first game record. Yeah, absolutely. And I think consistency is going to be key for this guy. He can't shy away. You know, mm -hmm. we, we need OG to take the next step. And I joke that he, I don't want him to step too high up because then it's going to be hard and with his contract coming up uh, for extension. But you know, that's just in jest. We need this guy to take as much of an elevator role with the Raptors as possible. And if he can become a guy who's looking to create his own shot, that'll be the most valuable, most important thing for the Raptors. So he can't shy away. He needs to follow up good games with better games. And that, you know, that's what I think. But well, he'll get there. Hopefully. Yeah, for sure. And now speaking of OG, not all plays can be the spicy play of the day. And some just make you say, oh, geez, Riker. And tonight... The OG's play of the day, I don't necessarily know if I, there's a lot of turnovers in this game, which made the could have made the OG's happen, but I think there was a moment in the first game which really set it off, and it was Alex Len. You sort of brought him up a little bit, but he went to the free throw line. I think it might have been his first shot as a Raptor and just 
completely airballed that uh, that first shot. And I don't know, we, we were, weren't super high on him on the original video. Then I sort of talked about how I was uh, pretty excited for Len coming in after seeing some workout videos of him splashing down threes. And my excitement fell right back to where it was after seeing him shoot those free throws in these first couple games, right? Yeah, back down to earth then. I think it's too early, and mm -hmm. I know it's too early to start player bashing, to, to yeah. you know, to be player hating, and I know it's going to be a long, arduous season in the, in the comment section with people's thoughts on Pascal Siakam. I know it's coming. I can feel it in my bones, so I want to caution you give it a little while let's let's save the you know the criticisms until we're at least a bit farther into the season because nick nurse said it himself he's not gonna look to play eight men ten men it's gonna be very robust his lineup changes and the guys that he's playing on a given night so players like len you know maybe 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 he'll get the benefit of being in a lineup that brings out his best attributes i i'm tending to side with you that he probably doesn't have good attributes to begin with. But Ben, you know, there's a hope. There's hope out there. And I think it's too early to jump to conclusions. Yeah, and the one thing about Len is he's big. He seems like he has defensive poten potential. You know, he's not the he's not the most mobile of guys out there, but and I'm i I'm still there's a there's a thread of hope from me watching those three point shooting videos of Len knocking down a bunch of threes in a row. So Maybe maybe one day he'll sort of turn it all around and he'll I, he'll definitely get an opportunity with injuries happening and you brought up only having really Baines as our true big man in front of him. Boucher, most people would consider more of a power forward even though he can play center and played it very well in the G League and stuff. But I think there'll be spaces and time for Len to shine, maybe against different teams and stuff. So we'll, we'll see how all that happens. And you said we're not player bashing and that, that's, that's definitely fair two games into preseason, but... There, there's one player that earned an award, and we've kept it off. We, we've been debating changing the name of it for a while, but you guys just love the Demari Carroll Gold Star Award. And Riker, do you have a, a Demari Carroll Gold Star Award so far from the start of preseason? I'm going to let you take it away here, Ben. I think you have somebody in your mind. I don't really have, a, have anyone too crazily in mind. You know, I was there someone that we talked about? or No. <laughs> I thought we were by default giving it to Stanley Johnson, but I'm okay, okay to okay. just say we're going to reserve. <laughs> we're going to hold on. It was in the back of my head. We reserved the Stanley Johnson roast from last season because we saw what happened, Riker. This man looked trash. In all those last two-minute, three-minute stretches that he was given tonight, the same thing was given the last four or five minutes of the game and just came out and was not looking good. Not looking good by any means, but... When he was given some minutes in the bubble, he didn't look that bad. So maybe it's just a thing. He needs to get in a little flow. He needs to get know he's getting a few minutes. But the same Stanley Johnson, the same last five minutes of the game Stanley Johnson we saw again this tonight, at least, in this start oh, ben, of preseason. We, yeah, listen. But we're, you know what? He, it is what it is. It is what it is. I don't think expectations are ever too high on this fella what we can give a legitimate demario gold star award for worst performances matt 99 thomas shot 20 percent from the field today he was one for five he was oh for two from three you know take a snapshot of this ben you're not going to see it very often he's going to finish with at least above 50 percent of his shots in any given game so that you know it's an abnormality that he was he, he was not on his game tonight 
Yeah, and I guess before we sign off, are you happy with uh, Nick Nurse sort of coming out and saying he, he expects Matt Thomas to have a legitimate, solidified rotation spot this season? He expects him to play yeah. a primary role for long stretches of this one. We've seen in the preseason, it seems like he has a little leg up on guys like Terrence and Malachi coming off the bench. Him and Malachi had really good chemistry at the start of uh, – in the first game of the preseason, especially when Matt Thomas was knocking down shots. Are you sort of happy with this? Because I know I'm pretty solid to see, because even though his jump shot was pretty poor tonight, he missed a couple of his bankers, which I don't know if I've ever seen him miss. But his defense looks a lot better than it was last season. Ben, okay. Yes, I'm happy that Matt Thomas is confirmed going to get run. I think it's very important. I don't agree with you that he has a leg up on Malachi. I think from what we've started the podcast... With such raving like minutes wise, because it seems like he's coming into the game before Malachi. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but Malachi had 20 minutes versus 50. And anyway, we don't need yeah, to break yeah, down yeah. who's going to get more minutes between the two. But Ben, this is the thing: if if you couldn't play a guy that is limited on defense, then JJ Redick, Kyle Korver, all of those notorious three point shooters, they would have never carved out those long, extremely long careers that they had. There's a place for guys if you can hide them with a good defensive unit, if they're out there stroking threes and putting that much pressure on the defense, like off of off-ball screens, as soon as they catch it, it's released, he's going to, he has to be part of the rotation. He has to be. And last year when there was a lot of, and our core unit was really strong and Serge Ibaka was really strong and, you know, there wasn't as much of a role for him. But now with the roster being a little more wide open, it's Matt Thomas' time to shine. Yeah, no, that's for sure. And honestly, we could probably go on for, for days about these first two games, but there's no need to sort of overanalyze the first couple of games of preseason. But you guys are the best for making this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. Check out the website. And uh, we, we mentioned on the last podcast, we give a shout out to the comments we saw on the articles over at raptorsdigest.ca. I saw one from Ryan31. That's, that's one I saw over there. And I think, oh, I'm forgetting the second name. Did you spot any, Riker? No, but I didn't know that we were doing that, so I'm gonna. <laughs> it's gonna been a few days, but we'll 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 re re look at all the comments and stuff. So you'll definitely get your shout outs if you're you're commenting over there. Really appreciate everyone checking out that website, checking out all our stuff. But Riker, you have any last words? Ben, I'm gonna find a catch mark, a catch. I'm gonna trademark a catchphrase here to sign off. I got a couple days until the regular season starts. When it does, get ready. Cheers. <laughs> Be ready, folks. <laughs>